For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Thank you very much, Larson. Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble, and thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. How's it going today as we head into mid-January? And it's also show number 256. I'm just looking at the numbers. They give me the, the sheet kind of of what we're talking about today, and and uh, wow, yeah. January 10th and show 256. And if you have been tuning in since the beginning, I thank you so much for your time and attention. And if you've been emailing us and keeping in touch, uh, that's even better because we do love hearing from you. So we've got a full show today. One of my dogs is uh, now 12 years old. My golden retriever just celebrated his 12th birthday on Thursday. We're having a party on Sunday. We're having a party tomorrow. Or sorry, Saturday is tomorrow. (laughs) Off to a great start. And I I tend to go all out. And and essentially, it's a photo op for our company as well, because the dogs are very photogenic and people love seeing them. So I can use the company credit card to buy stuff is kind of what I'm saying. And we went kind of all out this year on the decorations and the cake and things like that. Now, one of my colleagues uh, was telling me the other day when we went for lunch that she thinks it's kind of ridiculous that people spend a lot of money on pet birthdays. Now, this is one of those things that if you're not a pet owner, you just don't get it, right? It's kind of different. Now, if you've got children, it's one thing. But if you don't have kids, you don't understand maybe sometimes how you spoil your kids, right? So it's it's a give and take. It's a two-way street. And so I'm going to uh, surprise her. I'm going to actually randomly call her on the show and kind of call her out. I'll put her on blast, as the young kids say. And uh, and I'm, and I'm going to also make some comments that are incorrect, just to sort of embarrass her. Because that's I'm a good person like that. I really am. I'm good. And I also am going to talk about, a little bit later in the show, this whole subject of tipping. Now, I'm known as a cheapskate, right? I've got a best-selling book about people saving money and, and things to do throughout the year to, to cut costs. Tipping on these new apps... And uh, again, I've got some personal thoughts about that when you order food delivery and uh, the tipping feature. And I guess just tipping in general. So hopefully we'll have time for that after uh, my call to my colleague. And uh, and if there's, you know what, let's talk about the Ukraine uh, flight right now. Now, as it stands, as of the time that we're, we're taping this live podcast, we don't know uh, exactly the details of the um, Ukrainian airlines uh, flight. And, and by now you know what has happened. And um, 63 Canadians, I believe 60 some Canadians on board. And, you know, there's the speculation at first, it was a mechanical problem. And then we hear that it was potentially uh, shot down and then accidentally shot down. And then it's, you know, the story's evolving. And I, and I don't think that we're going to know definitive answers in the next even couple of days. So, we don't. I don't talk politics on this show. I, I really have no interest in politics. And, and there's something that's sort of strange about a situation like this when it happens because you, in today's we're very selfish in today's world, aren't we? And you kind of look at a situation like that at first when it's an airline and it's overseas, and you're kind of like, 
well, it's not on, it's not in my backyard. Oh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not anybody that I know or anybody I care about. And you don't feel a sense of ignorance. You really don't, right? It's no different, and, and I hear this all the time, especially with Americans when there's another mass shooting, that, yes, there's the devastation and the anger and the, you know, rallying to change laws and, and things like that. But then there's also a big segment of the population that rolls their eyes and says, oh, well, it happened again, which, again, is very disingenuous because it makes it seem like you're heartless and you don't care about those people. And, you know, and again, maybe you don't if you've never met them. You don't know where they are. They're halfway across the country and it's just another town in, you know, Blankville state, right? And, and, and I think we sort of feel even more removed when something happens overseas. And so, of course, there's maybe sometimes that ignorance when you hear about a plane crash in, you know, in the Mediterranean or wherever. And you're just like, oh, well, you know, that's too bad and it doesn't really hit you. Well, now with this instance of, you know, dozens of Canadians that were on this plane, it is sort of strange because it, it is your backyard now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that was on the plane, but there were several people from my hometown and, you know, from other cities that I visited. And, 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 you know, these people uh, from Winnipeg, my hometown, they've got a connection to, you know, the, the university and, you know, the school I went to. So I'm not connected to them, but I am in a way, right? And there's just something about... I, I want to say humanity, but I, I, I mean, I think that's giving some people too much credit. I, I think maybe there's just something with age or maturity or, or something that makes you sort of snap into it. Yes, I'll be the first to admit and say, oh, well, that's too bad. A plane went down uh, overseas, uh, you know, Ukrainian Airlines, whatever. All right, sure. And then when you wake up and you hear that it's people from your country or it's people close to home. That it makes you sort of stop there for a second. And really, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking uh, from my own personal feelings, but I don't believe I'm alone on this. And I would love to hear your thoughts to see if you agree, disagree, if you have the same feelings uh, that I do at, at the beginning. And then once you know a little bit more, if you sort of take that step back and say, wow, that was kind of a dickish way to feel. And it just, it, it makes you... Uh, I mean, I'm a sarcastic person, right? I make jokes. I'm not, the, you know, if somebody comes to me with, you know, a really, really sad story, I'm going to try to crack jokes to make you laugh and change the mood. That's just the way I am. Don't come to me if you want a shoulder to physically to cry on. If, you, you know, if you're wanting to put your head on somebody's shoulder and have them hug you, I'm not the person to do that. Because I just, I, I don't know, I just feel like changing the mood. I, I don't want to wall. I don't want to have the pity party. I don't want to hear the wallowing. I don't want to do that. And that's just the way I, I cope with things, you know? And we all have our different ways, and I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do that. But for me, it's, um, yeah, it just it makes you stop and think for, you know, a little, t a brief moment that I'm a terrible person for thinking that way. And, and I, again, I, maybe it's just that initial thought. And then there's a, a part of me when I hear that this was, again, potentially an accidental bombing, that... Then then there's this rage and go, oh, my God, these people did this to Canadians. I mean, if it's an accident, it wasn't, you know, they didn't mean to do it. Nevertheless, they still did it with a bomb or rocket or missile, whatever you want to call it. And so there's so many weird mixed emotions that you go through. Now, I'm certainly not trying to make it seem like I'm emotionally distraught over the situation. Because to me, I'm not feeling anything like these families you know, who have lost loved ones. And, and for those hours that you don't even know, I mean, I, you know, I heard a story that this, this flight was connecting, ultimately coming to Toronto. And you had dozens of people at the airport 
waiting for their loved ones to get off the plane. Well, apparently, now this is according to onlookers, uh, bystanders at the airport, that the plane when it arrived in Toronto was practically empty because people didn't make that connection. And so the flight was basically empty. So these people are at the airport waiting to pick up loved ones and are waiting and waiting and waiting in the middle of the night. And they have no idea what's happened. And then it seems suspect. It's not just one person who didn't get off the plane. It's not just two people who didn't get off the plane. It's not five people. It's not ten people. And then suddenly, you know, people start talking. And, and I can just, I'm actually getting goosebumps right now just sort of recounting the story. And I wasn't even there. And, and so it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a tragic story all around. I'm not one of those people who say my thoughts and prayers are with you because I know I know that that means nothing. I know that it means nothing to you. If you've lost your family, if you've lost your home in a hurricane, if you've lost, you know, everything in a fire, if you've, whatever it is, my prayers are going to do jack shit for you. Let's be honest. And I saw that as a meme. I think it was during um, Hurricane Harvey. It was it Harvey that hit um, the Houston area. And somebody made a meme and it showed the uh, an empty truck, the back of an empty truck. And it said, all of the latest shipment or the first shipment of thoughts and prayers have arrived. And really, that's that's what it is. And I think that I'd, I mean, I don't know that I'd be offended if somebody went and said, oh, my, my heart is, my thoughts are with you, my thoughts are prayers. Well, that's not going to rebuild my house, but thanks anyway. That's not going to bring back my dead loved one, but thanks for the sentiment. I appreciate it. And, you know, in that in that moment you might not be open to receiving that sort of message from somebody, right? So, uh, you know, here I've gone on now for several minutes, and I, I don't know that I have a, a point exactly on this. I think it's more just sort of a a dumping of thoughts and, and feelings about this whole thing, because, uh, and maybe it's also just a Canadian thing to, to feel. I, I really don't know. And I'm not playing politics here. I'm not saying, you know, other countries are heartless or anything like that. That's not what I'm getting at, but... But but when something like this happens, like you can't help but have so many different trains of thought that take you in so many different directions. Am I a bad person for feeling this way? Did I jump to conclude? Anyway, I, I, let's just move on. We're going to talk pet birthdays. Uh, sorry for that rant. But I'd love to know your thoughts as well. Send me an email. In, uh, what's the email? Live. <laughs> now I'm all worked up, everybody. Live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. Who are the Kardashians feuding with now? What did that little thug Justin Bieber do this time? Who's getting hitched? And who's headed for Splitsville? Hear the latest celebrity news and gossip every day on Entertainment Wrap-Up. The good, the bad, the ugly, but mostly the ridiculously hilarious. It's all recapped in this daily segment at entertainmentwrapup.com. Have a laugh at the expense of the rich and famous when they take themselves way too seriously. It's three minutes of time-wasting fun at entertainmentwrapup.com. Check out Entertainment Wrap-Up at entertainmentwrapup.com. Brought to you by Speak Free Books. Isn't it crazy that you wait for payday, but before you know it, you're strapped for cash again? It's time to stop blowing your money and become a smart spender with the book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com. Learn simple ways to cut costs at home every day and during special times of the year. Don't go broke at Christmas. Don't remortgage the house for a fancy vacation. The book is filled with tips to save you money throughout the year. Check out the best-selling book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com or on Amazon and iTunes. Joining us now to talk about pet birthdays is my housekeeper, Suzanne. She's on the line. How are you? Please tell me 
telling you're not recording live. So we were talking the other day about pet birthdays because you know that in my household we just celebrated a, a, a milestone for my golden retriever. Uh, now we're not going to say his name or D-O-G-S because that will cause a bit of uh, kerfuffle in the background and interrupt our recording. But Suzanne, you were saying that it's unreasonable for people to buy cakes and, and things like that for their pets on their birthday. Why is that? Oh, I don't think it's unreasonable at all. I just, you know, there's so many choices and, you know, sometimes uh, it can get a little bit excessive, you know, you think of the cost of the cake and, and how much of it you're actually going to be feeding your pet. And really, is it is it safe for the pet to have that much? Well, I mean, there are some places that make treats for pets that are entirely safe that I believe almost even a human could eat as well. So so there are things like that. It's not necessarily human That's food true. that people give. So what would be That's the maximum what would be the maximum if you actually liked animals, what would be the maximum you would spend on a pet birthday? Well, I don't know. I guess I guess you know, you really can't put a price tag on some things. So you just you want it to be a good day. So I, I don't know. I guess it really Depends. I mean, how much would you spend on a person's birthday? Lots of times, people well, nothing, you know nothing, will spend three hundred bucks at a at a place, a facility to take their kids to run around for an hour and a half, you know, or go to the movie theater, and and that can get costly. So you know, comparatively, people's pets are often like their kids. So I don't know. I guess you spend whatever you're comfortable spending, but I don't know. Let's talk about kids then, because you have three grandkids. What would be the most that you have spent on a kid's birthday? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably about 300 bucks. Like I said, back in the day, or, you know, when kids are little and they go to the play places and, you know, have a dozen friends over, they easily spend 250 $300 um, just to have have something like that, so... So you're saying that if you had a dog that you liked, you would spend upwards of three hundred dollars? <laughs> uh, no, because I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily spend that much. But some lots of people would, and they would think nothing of it. That personally, that I I wouldn't do that. But you know, I suppose you think of what the cost of a cake is for a birthday party, and easily anywhere from thirty to. $60 or so, so I guess, you know, I guess that wouldn't be unreasonable, you know, $55 sounds like a fair price. <laughs> yeah. Now, we should, just full disclosure, you are um, legally prohibited from having pets, but we're not allowed to talk about the instance that, that led to that. Now, um, when you're, what, what is, am I, I'm not speaking out of turn, so let's let's just talk about um, dog bakeries because we know that this is a niche market and and it's a great little business for some people. We were looking the other day on the computer and there was um, one place. Now we're not going to name names or locations or anything like that, but we we, we did see one um, that I mean you said it just looks despicable, but 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 they had sort of like a warning right on the front page of the website. Two warnings actually. One saying that we're super super busy and that we need at least a couple of months notice for an order and then another one saying and we're closed for most of January into February so we had two trains of thought on that and we both we agreed on both of them one would be that oh wow this seems like an exclusive place like okay they must be really busy like this is a boutique kind of a, a store and then when you actually sort of internalize it you're sitting there going but you're also telling me like 
that I shouldn't do business with you because you're not around and you you can't handle the work. So, what were your what were your thoughts on those messages that were posted on the website? Well, if I had gone to a site like that, I easily would have said, "Oh, they don't have time." I mean, I, I'm not going to book a month or two in advance for something like that. So I would go somewhere else. I would keep looking. Like I honestly, I think that's terrible. Uh, practice. I think they're they're going to lose so much business. They're going to turn people away. Um, you know, because it would people aren't just going to to um, you know continue to contact them and follow up. Like there was nothing on that site that said, oh, you know, we're still interested in your business. Contact us anyway. We'll see what we can do. Like it was flat out. Mm-hmm. Nope. You need to book this far in advance. And I don't know if the average person would just say, forget it. It's not not worth the effort. And I mean, we've heard about places like this, let's say in Beverly Hills or Malibu or an upscale New York City restaurant where, yeah, maybe you do need to make a reservation, right? You know, days or a week or two in advance because they are that, you know, they are the hot spot. But, oh, sure. And that's something you expect. You would anticipate something like that, you know, but something like this, I, I wouldn't anticipate that it would be. But I, I guess if it's something that's really specialized and in high demand, then, then maybe they do. I think one thing that would make it digestible would be if if I've ordered from there before and I know about them, but in my instance, I just was Google searching or somebody had told me about it or whatever it is, and I you kind of you stumble upon it, and I think in most people's cases it would be as you say you know a few days before it's not going to be uh, you know six months four months three months even a month ahead of time, and so right away right away. Maybe I'm already wowed by, okay, you've got a great picture on the front, and, oh, that looks like a really fun cake. And then you scroll down, you see these big, giant letters saying, ah, but, you know, we're really... So, yeah, you know, it works against you, I think, in this instance. And so, yeah, maybe if I've ordered from you before and I'm going to keep you front of mind on the next go-round, sure. But yeah. as a first-time customer, yeah. certainly it makes you look at that and go, okay, well, you're too you're too exclusive for me then. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think most plan like that, you know, even even a couple weeks in advance would be reasonable. But yeah, it seems, seems a little bit ridiculous. The other day when um, you made me buy you lunch, you were talking about wanting a, a coat made of puppy fur. Can you just elaborate on yeah. on that comment? <laughs> I will deny. I did not say anything like that at all, ever. You have so many stories. It's just crazy. Notice that she didn't deny it, ladies and gentlemen. I did not hear a denial. All right. Complete denial. All right. Well, um, and and I know that you did say that you were sending over a gift for E-R-N-I-E's birthday. So we'll be be waiting for that. I'm I'm looking forward. You know what? Next time, just actually, when you're swinging by to clean the house next time, just just bring it then. You don't have to make a special trip. I, I will definitely bring something for the dog of the hour. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we said not to say the D word, but thank you so much for uh, following the rules as always. <laughs> oh, anytime. Anytime. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining us today. <laughs> You're so welcome. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. 
SpeakFreeWithJB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. JB here back on The Scribble. The business of tipping. Do you think it's gone a little bit too far nowadays? Do you know what I mean? Back in the day, it used to be for the basics. And when I say the basics, I mean the service industry where you felt that the people or maybe you knew the people weren't paid very well and they relied on tips because they were directly giving you a service. So that's in a restaurant, they're bringing you your food. In the salon, they are cutting your hair. In the taxi, they're driving you where you need to go. So we, as a society, have become accustomed to that, right? There's just certain industries where you, it's customary to tip. And so now, with the age of apps, obviously food delivery is sort of combining a couple of those things, right? Bringing me my food as a server and driving a vehicle to, for transportation purposes. And so then it's just expected that you tip the person. So yes, there are some industries where you're paid your wage or salary, and then you get a little bit above and beyond. And then, you know, the whole internet thing too, where it's like, you know, content creators are wanting tips and donations and things like that. That's, that's different, right? That's consuming content, no different than if you're buying a newspaper and you're paying for a subscription or whatever it is. Um, you know, or if you, you know, if you like something, you know, tip me or whatever, completely different. So I'm all for that, right? You know, paying a little bit extra for service. Now, these apps, though, for food delivery apps, and I'm not naming the apps. I don't want to, because if you use them, you know about them, right? There's often the service fee. There's the delivery fee. You know, it's unclear sometimes who who gets what. Does the restaurant get this? Does the app get this? Does the driver get it? Does the you know, person who made the food get it. Like it, it's, you, you never know. And, and just recently one of those companies did have to spell it out because it was reported that, you know, the, the tips and everything weren't going to the delivery people. So I, I'm mindful of the, these fees and everything now that are popping up. And, and of course, when, when the services first come into your neighborhood, into your city, in your location, oftentimes there aren't those fees. And then once they become really popular, that's when these fees start to get tacked on, right? Because now more and more people are using the apps and the app isn't getting as much money and they need to get their cut somehow. So then they charge the restaurant or they charge a delivery fee so the customer pays it or they take part of the tip from the driver and, and give them you know pennies on the dollar. And, and so it, you know they all operate differently and I'm not saying one way is right and one way is wrong or, or they're all right or they're all wrong. But the business of tipping. So let's talk about this for a second. Some of these apps only give you the option to tip up front. Why would I do that? I guess it could be because I'm paying you with the expectation that you're fulfilling your obligation, you know, of your role. Okay. But then that's also like when you go to a restaurant. Now, in a fast food restaurant, it's different, right? Because you pay before you eat it. But you're also not tipping at a fast food restaurant. But in a sit-down restaurant, fine dining, casual restaurant, whatever you call them, 
you're paying after you eat, right? So it's a different bit of a, a different situation there. But I tip you based on the service after I get it. I don't pay for a haircut and give you the tip because then it's kind of like, well, if, you, if I give you a shitty tip, well, then you're just going to Edward Scissorhands my hair then at that point. And so I, I, don't, I don't appreciate tipping somebody before they've even done the job. Do you know what I mean? So I appreciate the apps that give you the opportunity to tip after the fact, right? Because there was one time... And I'm, and I'm not kidding, and I did take a picture of this, and I, I sent it to the restaurant, and I never actually did hear back from the restaurant. But I assume maybe they just figured I was lying wanting a free meal. My food, my pizzas, I ordered two pizzas one day, and the boxes were upside down. And so when the guy handed them to me, I was kind of like, you know how sometimes they have those little tabs or flaps or whatever? I kind of looked, and I was like, okay, these pizzas look like they're upside down, but I'm not going to say anything while he's here. I'll just wait. And then I take them into the kitchen, and I open them on the counter, and my, my two pizzas are upside down. Somewhere along the line, these things got flipped over. Then I start to wonder, did I, did I do a tip before? Was this one of the apps that I can tip after the fact? Right? Like, the, I wonder, though, and I'm not saying that all people would be like this, but you, you can't help but wonder if the person goes and sees, okay, well, they're not tipping me, so screw them. Uh, pizza upside down. Right? Now, yes, there is this whole thing that you rate the people and you rate the delivery and you rate the... But people don't necessarily see those comments or those reviews or those ratings or anything like that. So what does it matter then at that point? And so I, I do. I have this issue with tipping before the service is even done. I don't know. And I guess it's also just customary depending on what the service is. That yeah, for some things you pay up front before you use them. And sometimes you pay after the fact, right? When you're getting um, you know, a door put in or, or some home repairs, oftentimes you pay after the fact. Right, because you want to see that the quality, of the job is done right, and, and things are okay. But when you want to buy the air conditioner from the store and then come and put it in your house, obviously you pay for that up front, right? And, and I'm not, and I'm not splitting hairs. I'm not talking about like, well, you charge on your visa, so you're not technically paying today. I get that, but yeah, I just I don't appreciate having to tip someone for something before they do the job. What are your thoughts on this? Send me an email, live at jbonair.com, live at jbonair.com. Now, I am not saying that I'm against tipping altogether. I'm saying I'm just against tipping before you've done the work. Because then what if you're an asshole to me when you come and bring me my food, and I've just given you a $6 tip for driving three blocks for me? You know, like, okay. So, I don't know. And then even then, you know, when they talk about the service, you know, it's, well, how did so-and-so do? Well, I guess he was okay. Like, he drove three blocks and then walked to my front door. So I guess his delivery was awesome. Exactly what I expected. Went above and beyond. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me some examples of what they're doing or not doing that would make it exceptional customer service. Now, to me, it's sort of reduced to them saying, have a great night, enjoy. I know when I was in a hotel one time, the guy was super, super late and then was kind of like, oh, it smells really good. You know, so he's sort of like kind of getting me excited for the food when it's delivered. Meanwhile, it was cold and gross. But, you know, I, okay, so was that it? Because he made small talk with me for all of three seconds when he had to be a bag? Do I, do I tip him because of that? Like, same thing with an Uber driver or, you know, like one of those uh, car sharing or car ride things. Uh, so because you talked to me the whole way, I guess you earned your tip. I, I, don't, I don't know, you know. <laughs> You're still doing the job, right? So 
And now this also brings up the question, because I had a conversation about this with somebody before. Do you tip them more if they are attractive? If you think that the person is hot. Now, I know this is so superficial, but believe it or not, we had this conversation with somebody. First of all, I I, I don't comment on hotness and things like that. That's not how I, I... I got into radio and newspaper so that you wouldn't have to see me, and I wouldn't be judged on what I look like. So... I'm far from the person to be doing something like that, but do you tip them if you find them attractive? If your delivery person was hot, do you give them a bigger tip? Send me an email, live at jbonair.com, live at jbonair.com. We're going to hear about Mexico and Twitter, and then I'll be right back. It's never too early to start thinking about your next holiday. Have you checked out Mexico recently? From tequila tasting, swimming with horses, to zip lining through the jungle, and watching whales and dolphins in their natural habitat, Puerto Vallarta has it all. Visit Mexico.jbonair.com to see all the fun PV has to offer. That's at Mexico.jbonair.com for hundreds of photos, interviews, and videos from around the tourist hotspot. Check out Mexico.jbonair.com for all the fun. That's Mexico.jbonair.com. We hear you chirping. Get scribbling. Tweet up the scribble at the Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Bradley. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show and at thescribbleshow.com. Jeremy Bradley here, back on. I was going to say on Twitter. Ugh. Focus, focus. It's the end of the show. I always get excited. Uh, feel free to give me a shout anytime. It's always awesome hearing from you. The email address is live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. As we talked about earlier, I do have a doggy birthday this weekend. My Golden Retriever's 12th birthday. We're going to have those pictures eventually, I think, online on Twitter or something. So at Jeremy D. Bradley is my Twitter account. At Jeremy D. Bradley. And so any of those things that we've talked about today... The, the tipping situation, like I just mentioned, the pet birthdays, do you go all out? How much do you spend? Do you get them a cake? Do you decorate? Do you get party hats? Do you take pictures? Do you invite other dogs? And, uh, and then your thoughts on the um, Ukrainian flight and just the tragedy um, in the world. And of course, our, again, like I don't want to say our thoughts and prayers and everything are, are with you from all of us here at Speak Free Media, but, you know, the sentiment is there that we, uh, we're sad for your loss and, you know, it's it's unimaginable how you're feeling so we uh we do our hearts go out to you i'll talk to you next time on the scribble bye everybody want more scribble check out the scribbleshow.com for past shows celebrity interviews cheapskate tips and more that's at the scribbleshow.com and on twitter at the scribble show the scribble is a speak free media presentation if you want some real heat give your mind 